Welcome to the new Wolsey Theatre podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Zana. And I'm Catherine. Come with us behind the scenes where we take you backstage, on stage, front of house and everywhere in between. In this episode, Jack and I talk to Tony Casement, Head of Creative Communities, and Rachel Fitzgerald, Creative Communities Projects Producer. They're going to tell us what a Creative Communities is, what they do, what it means to the theatre, the local community, and how people can get involved. Welcome to both of you. Hello. Hi. Lovely to have you here. Nice to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I guess a good place to start would be to run through what Creative Communities does. Uh, Well, Creative Communities is the New Wolsey Theatre's offer for local communities, young people, education settings, and also it's part of the New Wolsey's offer to support local regional artists. What are your roles both within the team? Well, I'm head of creative communities, so I'm responsible for the sort of strategic direction and oversight of the work. I do some producing and I do some practicing a little bit still. And Rachel? So I've been here for about three and a half years and I uh, was the manager in the team, and but I've just moved into projects producer role. So I'm going to be in charge of producing lots of different projects across the team as needed. And then also within the team, we've got Sean, who is our young people's producer, and she is also a practitioner and she delivers across our schools and youth theatres. And then we've got Bex, who's our new administrator. And we also have Callum and Elliot, who are completing a six month Kickstarter placement with the department. You also work with youth theatre. Um, what youth theatre projects are you currently working on? So we've got eight youth theatres for ages 7 to 25, which includes Youth Theatre Squared, and that's a group for young people with additional and complex needs. Uh, and they meet weekly during term time, and those sessions are a really great place to have fun, explore their creativity, um, and develop their communication and social skills. And we've got a couple of projects coming up in the summer. So our senior group... We'll be spending a week working with a visual theatre company called Occam's Razor, and they're bringing their professional show to us, which is called Public, and is about the way that we think about young people in public spaces. And it's got lots of acro in it and parkour, and it's going to be popping up around the town um, in July. And our youth theatre are going to spend a week with those professional artists, and they're going to make a response to that piece of work, which we're going to do as a flash mob somewhere in Ipswich. And also two of our younger youth theatres are going to spend a couple of weeks on the main stage working with some artists to look at a piece of text. We're not sure what that is yet. Cool. Could we go back to parkour? Mm. Obviously youth theatre, how does that work? Like we us? don't know yet. <laughs> there, there might be a lot of kids with broken legs. <laughs> no, they won't because these guys are experts and they know yeah. what they're doing. But the show is, is really about the way that you put young people in a space and it changes that space. And I think we've probably all had that experience of you see a group of young people who are probably just hanging out, having fun, chatting, because they've got their hoods up and it may be kind of, you know, early in the evening, yep. then then that creates a bit of a, um, a tension. And this show is about just trying to give that space back to young people and ask the question of, of why do we worry when we see them in those spaces? Mm-hmm. And our youth theatre will create their own response to that. Yeah, that's really lovely. Um, you talk about the different groups you've got going on. Obviously, by the sounds of it, you guys are very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Leading these sessions, you know, who, who do you have and how do you find these people to kind of lead these sessions that you do? Uh, we've got a brilliant team of freelance practitioners. We've got lead practitioners and then they're supported by emerging practitioners and also our creative assistants. And our creative assistants are hired out of our senior youth groups, which is brilliant because they really understand uh, how youth theatres work and what the benefits can be to young people. And they also work across our schools programme and our community work as well. So they get a really wide range of experience working with us. 
sort of what we're trying to do really is put the best artists that we can into those groups to lead those groups and then hopefully by osmosis and by being supported by the core team but also by the freelancers that lead the groups we're bringing on artists who are a bit earlier in their career or maybe we don't know about their practice yet we don't know the way that they work with young people and then the third tier of of that developmental process as rachel says is the creative assistance and that's really just about trying to make sure that we've got really good trained people coming up through our youth theatres, through the emerging program. And some of those artists have done that and now end up leading groups themselves. Yeah, like Aidan. Um, so he's currently leading our senior youth theatre. He started out as a participant and then he's um, come up as an emerging practitioner and now leads one of our groups. And he's also just trained to be a teacher in a local secondary oh, wow. school as That's well. That's great. That's really cool. I think if I'm right as well, there's someone who uh, assists with youth theatre that was also in Never Lost at Home. Yeah, so yeah. we one of our assistants, two of them actually, Anna and um, Abby, both were cast in Never Lost at Home. Yeah. And we also have Noah and Ellie. Yeah. Uh, Noah's currently at drama school training and Ellie is working with us now as an emerging practitioner, but they also have worked with production team and on box office as well. So they've done a lot of work in yeah. different departments across the theatre, which is really lovely. How important do you think that is to have these people that kind of have that experience of being within the theatre on stage or backstage and kind of imparting that knowledge onto the, the, the you know, the kids that are learning. How important is that? Um, I think it's really important. I, I think they kind of lead by example and they, and they model um, what it means to be a young artist in a space and, and what it means to be working across all the departments in the theatre. So what we're really trying to do as much as we can is give people opportunities. So you, you were talking just, just a minute ago, Jack, about the two young people who were in Never Lost at Home. So community choruses is one of the things that we do quite a lot. So we are trying as much as we can to break down those barriers between professional practice and participation and just be a hub really for local people, young people to explore their creativity and get involved in what we do. And that also supports what we can offer to our audiences because obviously um, it costs money to put professional actors on stage. And we do that a lot, of course, and we don't want to take jobs away from people. But when there is a valid opportunity to put members of our youth theatre groups or community groups on stage to support that work and give audiences a different experience, then we uh, we try and do that. Yeah. So when you said giving people opportunities mm. and getting involved, how, how can young people get involved in the youth theatre if they want to start and they're listening and are interested? You know, what can they expect? So our applications for the next academic year will open in the summer term and people can take a look on our website um, to see when they're open and to make an application or they can get in touch with us if they want to find out a little bit more before they apply. And we have a sliding scale of fees as well. So we make sure that financially those sessions are accessible to everybody, um, which includes free bursary places as well for young people who otherwise wouldn't be able to take part. Yeah. And there's no audition process. So if people want to work with us, then we try and make that possible. We do have limited capacity in all of our groups, but we don't want there to be any barriers if we can avoid it to anyone who wants to come and get involved, um, giving it a go. Yeah. Is, is there is there an email or, or a number that you can just quote quickly for them to contact? Yeah, of course. Um, they can email us at creativecommunities at wolseytheatre.co.uk. Cool. Or they can call us on 01473 My next question was going to be about how, how you guys specifically support artists and their career development. Mm-hmm. We've spoken a little bit about it. Is there mm-hmm. anything else kind of you can touch on that any other courses? I know there's one coming up, I think, with the Princess Trust. Yeah. I mean, we try and do a range of things to support 
young people, especially young people who may be, for whatever reason, slightly more marginalized to engage with creative careers. So we offer a range of things to schools. So for example, we run workshops where young people come in and find out about what we do and talk to our staff about their roots into the industry. Because I think there's a bit of a um, presumption that to work in the arts, it's always about being on stage and you have to have a university education or to have gone to drama school. But, you know, that isn't the case for our staff and that isn't the case in most of the rest of the industry. There's lots of different routes in. So the project you were just talking about, Jack, is we've got a project coming up for a week with the Prince's Trust, where we've got a group of young people who are coming who are not in education, training or employment. And they'll spend a week with us just exploring different roles within the um, the organization and also doing some very light touch practical things around technical theater, around acting, around hospitality. So what we're trying to do is support them to develop the essential skills that we know people get through drama activity about cooperation um, and self-confidence and things like that, but also to understand that there's lots of different roles in a theater and to develop some sort of transferable skills. So, you know, they can come to us for a week. Hopefully they have a good time. Hopefully they do some things they didn't think they'd be able to do at the beginning of the week. And they leave with some things they can put on a CV and some experiences that they can talk to a potential employer about. That's great. Yeah. I think something that I've, you know, being in the arts myself and being interested in all aspects of it. I think when I went to university, I learned that you know, being a stage manager or assistant mm. stage manager or learning and, you know, being involved in the technical side, there's so much more to do than I ever first thought. I think I just kind of thought it's all about the acting. Yeah, and absolutely. And career paths, isn't there? Yeah. And I mean, there's other things that we offer. So we run every year a thing called Young Technicians, which is a free offer to young people who are interested in technical theatre. And very often young people come through that program and end up um, working with us or for us on, on various projects. Because, and it's a really great pool for us of developing local talent because yeah. that's the other thing we want to do. We want to provide opportunities for local people so they don't feel they have to move to London to start a career. No, yeah. definitely. Yep. And you guys are based over in NW2, which mm -hmm. is our new building for those listening. Uh, the one that you probably see as you drive past on the road with the gold spiky roof. How's the new space? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's lovely. lovely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I believe it's accessible and you've got a changing places facility. Can you explain what that what that is? Yeah, we, I mean, we're really lucky. The, the The new building has got a participation space, which we use for some of our um, youth theatre activity, but not all of it. We've also got a changing places uh, bathroom, which means that we can do work with adults and young people with profound disabilities. And we're hoping that's going to become a resource for the rest of the town and people will start to use that even if they're not working with us. We have some offices over there um, and we're also lucky enough to be able to offer those spaces out at a subsidised rate to local community groups and, and partner theatre companies. So at the moment, every week during term time, we have a group from Suffolk Refugee Support. We have a parents group from um, our local NHS. Britain Peers Arts run a choir in there. Um, Unseen Suffolk run a choir for visually impaired adults. And then Suffolk Arts Link are in there once a week doing a day-long project with disabled adults, which is, you know, it's a fantastic resource for us and hopefully more and more for the town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's quite, you know, a hub of activity, really, mm. that everyone can get involved in in lots of different projects. So, Yeah, and the lovely thing is that things come out of those new relationships. So we all meet over a cup of tea um, in our little kitchenette, and we're already talking to a lot of those groups about projects that we can do together in the future. Yeah, no, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, you spoke a little bit about 
the community groups that mm-hmm. you know use the space, but community projects as well. What what sort of things are coming up in the future? Oh, I mean, we do all sorts of things. So part of what we try and support is the local community and amateur theatre community. So we've got things like Open Season, where we support local companies to come in and use the main stage. We've also got some things coming up, which is hopefully going to tie into the Platinum Jubilee. So we're doing a big picnic with community groups and some artist-led work, and we're inviting local people to come and have some food and hopefully sit in the sunshine with us in Theatre Square. And, and there's a broad range of things. and and Sometimes that's about working with individual groups. So in June, we'll be spending three weeks working with 120 young people from Suffolk New College, uh, which is their ESOL group, their group for uh, young people who are learning English as a second language. And we also in February did a couple of fantastic projects where we had 22 young people come and work with our practitioners who are in receipt of free school meals. And that was a free offer to them, try and get them involved in what the theatre does, get them involved in creative activity and also support them to think about healthy eating. So we fed them and they went to see a show called Meal One, which was all themed around food. Um, and we also programmed a production of Pinocchio, a, a puppet show, into the job centre. Because again, what we're always trying to do is not necessarily expect people to come to us, but we will go to them and we will change the way that we do things to try and encourage people to access the arts who might not think it's for them or who who might be, there might be too many barriers in the way for yeah. them to engage with us in the traditional way. Yeah. And th- those events in the summer, some of them you can find out on our website about, can't you? Mm. Um, quite a few of them are up. Um, on there for people to have a look at. Yeah, there's there's about four days of programming, and what we're trying to do is put together an offer which which supports some of the thinking around the jubilee, but is also about different ways to experience and be British. So we've got a punk rock show for the under tens with live music because nice. what's more British than punk? <laughs> and we've got comedy, and we've got a, a company coming to us to do a musical tribute to the music of the Windrush generation. We've got an LGBTQ plus party for young people, which is being hosted by drag artists. That looks amazing. So, yeah, looks I mean, so much fun. who wouldn't want to go to a party hosted by drag artists? Exactly. So uh, what we hope is there'll be something for everybody, and it'll be a progressive, exciting inclusive few days as we all sort of celebrate you know who we are it really does it does sound amazing and we're really really excited for that but i mean we've also got written down to also ask you about school so i'm gonna have to take you off that (laughs) (laughs) we should just do a separate podcast (laughs) we try to support schools in in any way that we can especially at the moment because we realize it's it's been a really tough time for young people and a tough time for teachers as well as everyone is sort of navigating out of of lockdown and, and the worst of the pandemic. And one, one thing that came out of lockdown actually was a new project called Spotlight on Skills, where we had an empty theatre and we had all these amazing production staff who weren't able to do anything because we couldn't put on any shows. So we just created a project where we're trying to support young people in schools to re-engage with the science curriculum through things like theatre, lighting and sound. So young people come to us and they find out about how lighting works through mucking around with stage lights. And they find out how sound works through, you know, we had a big bass guitar jam in NW2 and we were using sound to make balls jump up in the air. And it's just a, uh, hopefully an exciting way for young people to get interested in, in their learning again. And we do stuff around our shows. So the work 
work that we make. So that we have an offer called Meet the Creatives, where young people can meet the designer, the director, the lighting designer, the cast of shows that they might come and see. So that's about, I suppose, demystifying the creative process for young people and showing them that there's lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds who go on to make theatre and trying to get them interested in the creative process. And I know with our new chief executive, Doug, coming in um, later on this year, there's going to be a whole new raft of things which we're going to be offering schools around the curriculum. And he's got this great idea of actually programming plays which are on the national curriculum and giving us enough lead time, hopefully, if you're listening, Doug, a year at least, please, um, <laughs> so that we can create lots of really exciting things around skills development and illuminating the curriculum for teachers and young people. Sounds really exciting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty much about everything we've, you know, we had to ask you. And um, we have one, uh, we, we know we have a bit of a surprise question at the end, but we might sort of adapt that. You can answer the, the standard one we have if you want, which is normally what was the first ever production you were in, if you were ever at like acting or directing or, you know, producing. But if you want, you can ask, answer our other question, which is going to be basically what made you get into this, this sort of line of work? What was it that, that drew you to this? So feel free to answer either one. But um, Rachel, I think I'll, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I think, um, so I grew up in Clacton-on-Sea. So um, I'm not a Suffolk uh, born and bred, I'm afraid. <laughs> I've snuck across the border. But yeah, I grew up in Clacton and there wasn't massive amounts for young people to do there. But what I did do was join a youth theatre when I was younger and that really gave me a space to be myself and meet people outside of school and that really ignited my passion for performing arts and that set me off in my career and I've I've always reflected on on how much how much of an impact that had on me as a young person so I think that's why I chose to go into this route of, of participatory producing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just such a nice different option, isn't it? From, you know, playing football or doing something like that, which is such a standard kind of thing that gets offered out in every community. But like you said, it's, you know, something like this is so much different. You can, it, it gives people a way to express themselves so differently that I think, yeah, it's a really lovely answer. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Tony? Um, it was the only thing I was any good at and the only thing I was interested in. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say? One thing that I should have mentioned when we were talking about the way that we support artists and what we've got coming up quite soon is we've got a a new writing week. So uh, in June, is it June? Is it June? It's June, right? I think it's June. It's June. (laughs) Um, we've, We've got four or five days of opportunities for local writers to uh, share their work with an audience. We've got a fantastic play coming in from High Tide, which has absolutely gone on that journey of writer development to a professional production. And we've got some stuff around a, a lot of what the New Wolsey is known for is is the support and development of disabled artists and Raps on the Moon, which of course all of you know about. Yes. Um, so we've got a couple of projects coming up in, in the uh, autumn around developing local capacity around those sorts of issues and questions but hopefully fingers crossed we've got um we've sorry i just drummed on the table which is <laughs> which is really bad form we've got some work which is coming to us from some artists that we've been developing through that strand of our work so it's going to be really exciting there's going to be lots of different things on offer uh, for local people it's called writers week look for it on the website sounds great yeah um, one last quick reminder of how people can get in touch. You can email us at creativecommunities at theatre.co.uk. You can have a look on the website as well. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, once again, thank you very much. Thank um, you so thank much, you. guys. Yeah, it's we'll speak to you again soon. So exciting to hear what's going on. So thank you for coming in. 
Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell your friends about us and give us a share on social media. If you'd like to get involved with our podcast, please drop us an email to podcast at woolseytheatre.co.uk. We have a full and exciting programme of shows, activities and events throughout the year. For more information, visit our website at woolseytheatre.co.uk or call the box office on 01473 295 900. The New Woolsey Theatre is a registered charity and relies on funding partners, investors and donations. We gratefully acknowledge the support of Arts Council England, Suffolk County Council and Ipswich Borough Council. This podcast is for entertainment purposes, is produced and managed by our friends at podtalk.co.uk and is the copyright of the New Woolsey Theatre.